You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, Not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. This podcast is gold. Basketball gold. You're tuned into the best Cleveland Cavaliers podcast in all the land. Basketball gold. Hosted by Mike Fratello and Jeff Phelps. Brought to you by Betway.com. Betway for the sport of it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Basketball Gold with Fratello and Phelps. I'm Phelps. Jeff Phelps. My buddy is Mike Fratello, former NBA coach with the Atlanta Hawks, Cleveland Cavaliers, Memphis Grizzlies, and now, of course, doing TV work with the Los Angeles Clippers and the Cleveland Cavaliers. You look like you're back in the home base, sir, but you look like you just arrived. And I know that for a fact because you told me so. (laughs) Yeah, it's been a a whirlwind here since the new year began, and I'm building up my mileage, that's for sure. Uh, But the changes in, uh, in state to state, I was in a zero degree environment this morning when I left to get back to lovely Cleveland, which was 36 degrees. So I felt like I took a trip to Hawaii or Vegas when I landed. That's outstanding. You came to Cleveland for the weather, Mike. Yes. Well I done. Did. Imagine that. <laughs> Cavaliers aren't here right now. The Cavaliers are on a five game West coast road trip. Those are always tough for East coast teams. It started last night in Denver, Mike. It didn't go well. Cavaliers lost that game 121 to 108. Uh, Darius Garland was back after missing three games with his thumb injury. And the Cavs, oddly enough, won all three of the games that Darius sat out. We'll get into that. But last night, Donovan Mitchell was out because of rest. Cavs lost. Karis LeVert had 22. Darius Garland had 21. Tough situation to play in Denver. They're a good team, Mike. And here you didn't have Darius for three and then he's back, but you didn't have Donovan last night. Is that more difficult on the coaching staff? Is it more difficult on the players to, to kind of juggle guys in and out and not have your crew back out there like you want? I think it's difficult on both you know both sides of it. From the coaching standpoint, uh, I don't know if the people understand, Jeff, but a lot of times every organization is different. But a lot of times coaches, and I'm not saying this is the Cleveland staff, I'm saying right. what's going on in the league. Uh, a lot of times these coaches are not finding out who is able to play until they get to the arena that night. Wow. They don't know during the shoot around the morning. They don't know in the afternoon. The players are either undergoing treatment or they want to wait till the players get over to the arena ahead of everybody else and try to get a little work you know, work out in to see how they feel. And then the staff and the staff is consisting nowadays of way more people than it used to be. The one trainer that made the decisions. Now you have so many people that are involved with this decision-making process who then tell the head coach, so-and-so can go, or he's out for tonight. Now you start 
the juggling act of who's going to start, who's coming off the bench first, second. Oh, by the way, what plays are we running? And now the players are affected by who we're playing next to. It's mm-hmm. not the same as rolling out the same five guys every night, the familiarity of that. And it seemed to me like that's the way it used to be when I was coaching that. You knew who your starting five were, and they were basically your starting five for most of the games during the year. Yeah. And the other guys knew, I'm coming in first, he's coming in second, he's coming in third. My starters were going to get somewhere like 38 to 40 minutes a night. And the guys off the bench were getting whatever's left, 16 minutes, 18 minutes, depending on foul trouble, injuries, et cetera. Not that way right now for these coaches. And I feel for some of them because it's very hard trying to do to try and do this juggling act. Cavs on this road trip, Mike, and it's been an interesting dynamic for them. They've they've been outstanding at home. And outstanding, like as good as you're gonna get. They were 18, 18 and four at home before they went out on the road. And they're on this stretch now. It's five straight on the road and nine of twelve on the road. Cavs after the loss in Denver are seven and eleven on the road, which is a huge contrast to the eighteen and four at home. And oddly enough to me, eight teams in the Eastern Conference actually have better road records percentage wise than the Cavaliers right now. And it just doesn't seem to it doesn't seem right. You know, a team that's playing so well at home and, and not that they're playing terrible ball on the road. If you can play five hundred on the road, you know, that works. But it's odd to me, Mike, that eight teams in the East are a little bit better on the road than the Cavaliers right now. Well, this this could be a very long answer that I give you, uh, but I'll, I'll try and shorten it down, Jeff. We have improved so much because of technology, computers that we have in working schedules out for teams. They've tried to be considerate of the wear and tear, the travel. So for the you know, first time in I don't know how long, maybe ever, you're seeing teams play the same team back-to-back nights right? in the same city sometimes. So if it's a team that's in your conference and you're going to play them four times during the year, you'll see where you go into a city. Uh, let's say you go into a Philadelphia and you play Philadelphia on a Tuesday night and a Thursday night, and then you go on to the rest of the schedule. Uh, that never happened. We didn't have that. Do you like that idea, though? Do you like it? I understand where they're going there. How how many times do you get splits out of that series? Yeah. You don't have to come back and travel there again. But where I was going with this is there are X number of nights now where you get what coaches are calling schedule wins, where you actually mm-hmm. get a chance to get two days or three days in between your last game and the next game. Meanwhile, the team you're playing is coming in on the second night of a back-to-back, as happened to the Clippers when they got done getting destroyed in Denver, get on the plane that night, fly from Denver, two-hour difference from Cleveland, fly to Minnesota, one-hour difference from Cleveland, one-hour difference from Denver, arrive in the hotel at 4 a.m. in the morning and get up that night and play a 7 o'clock game or 8 o'clock game their time uh, in uh, Minnesota. And And that's what you just went through with the Clippers. Exactly. So that's a schedule win for Minnesota. 
because Minnesota wasn't playing back-to-back games. Minnesota's sitting home, and here the Clippers have to go not only through the time zones, but coming in at the time they did in the morning in the hotel, not playing with Paul George, not playing with Kawhi Leonard, not playing with Nick Batum, and now here's Minnesota waiting for them. And the schedule helped Minnesota very much with that win. And now, you know, for the Clippers, they go back and that's five straight losses for them. So I'm trying to give all the reasons what, what's happening now, why so many teams are doing better at home, not as good on the road. And it could be part of the problem. We'd have to look into who has missed these road games, you know, for the Cavaliers, the reason they have the record they do. Who they're playing? Has the other team been resting? There's a lot that goes into it. Cavs right now best home record in the Eastern Conference, and again, eight teams in the East. Uh, as we're talking now, with a better winning percentage on the road than the Cavaliers, it's kind of strange. Great start though, Mike, for 2023 with the Cavs. They lost, or they won their last game in 2022, and then won two straight at home before they went out on the road. Fourth place right now. They're two and a half games out of first place. And we're about halfway through the season right now, 40 games in for the Cavaliers. And it's starting to feel, Mike, and things can obviously shift and adjust and an injury will affect a lot of things. But it's feeling like the top five teams in the East maybe separating themselves just a little bit. And it's Boston on top right now. They're a game ahead of Brooklyn. Milwaukee's two games back. Cavs are two and a half games back. And then I think the 76ers are right there. They've been pretty hot as of late and, and put together a really nice stretch. They're three and a half games out. And after that, you have the Knicks at five and a half, Pacers five and a half, Heat at six and a half, who I think you know might be a team that can sneak up there, and Chicago and Atlanta. But Boston, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Cleveland, Philadelphia, that's a pretty serious five grouping. And four of those teams, Mike, I think are teams that everybody thought would be Either the top four teams are knocking on the door for that, and the Cavs aren't one of those. I think Boston, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Philly are the teams that most folks thought, all right, these are the teams to beat. Cavs are in there right now. They've been in there all season long. You think they can hang? Can they stay in that grouping? Or can they you know, even move up and threaten a little bit more? Or do you see them kind of settling into where they are right now, Mike, which is fourth, maybe third, fifth, sixth in that range? What, what do you think? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's an interesting group of five teams that you just mentioned there. Yeah. And let me let me point this out in the beginning. Of the five teams that you mentioned, I want to go down real quick. Boston, Tatum, Brooklyn, Kevin Durant, yeah. Milwaukee, Giannis, Cavaliers, Donovan Mitchell, Philadelphia, Embiid. What do each of those teams have in common? They each have a potential MVP candidate on their team. If you think about... Yeah. how the teams are playing, how those guys are playing, what their numbers are. Yeah, to have one of those special guys on your team that can have a big night on a given night that you can count on night in and night out to show up. 
all of a sudden you look and you're saying, hey, that happened to be the top five teams in the Eastern Conference that we're talking. That's how important having a superstar is to your team. So when the Cavs went out and did the deal that they did to get Donovan Mitchell, they did an incredible job. Kobe Altman and his group of front office people knew what they were doing. More importantly, they knew what they were getting and were willing to give up what they felt they had to give up. And the trade right now has wound up being a good trade for both teams. Markkinen's playing his best basketball for Utah. Forget about all the first-round picks down the road because who knows who's going to be available in those years and where the picks will be. And if the Cavs okay, are playing well and stay healthy, they'll be winning a lot of games. So the picks could be in the mid to low 20s. Who knows? Uh, but you got a special player who has put you in that category. So now to go back to your question, can they hang in there? Uh, the answer is yes. Uh, they certainly can. But you're going to have to break the season down, fragment the season into small segments and say, what can we do to give these guys that biscuit out in front of them and say, <laughs> okay, we're on this five-game road trip. Yeah. What, what, can we go 3-2 on this road trip? Can we Can we win three of the five games on the road trip? So you start out, and the team that they happened to play last night may be the best team in the Western Conference, by the way. First place I, right now, yeah. I happened to see that team two nights ago when they dismantled the Clippers and took them apart. It was so bad that Ty Lu, the coach of the Clippers, took everyone out that started the game and did not put them back in the second half. Wow. He, he just started the second half with his second unit and did not put his first group back in. That's how upset he was. That's how disappointed he was with the effort. However, we've got to give credit to Denver for how well they played. And Jokic is maybe this far away from getting his third MVP yeah. uh, award because he is really, really good. I mean, this is a big man who... You look at his numbers. Look what he does. And why do the other guys on his team cut so hard, run so hard, screen so well? Because they know he's going to give them the basketball if they are open. And they read your defense. You turn your head, they cut. And Jokic finds him because he knows what's going on. He understands the game so well. So they're playing extremely well. They're getting better at the defensive end of the floor. Uh, Mike Malone, their coach, has done one heck of a job. So – Game number one on the road trip doesn't go so well. They go now, I believe, to Phoenix next. Mm -hmm. And Phoenix is a team who's struggling. No Booker. We saw how they can be without Booker. We escaped with a win at home, a 90-88 to 88 win, with them getting the last shot of the game. Now you're going to their building, and you're going to be playing a team who has been in a down slide, trying to break this thing when they finally get back home off that horrendous road trip where they went one and five. So can they get the Phoenix game? Of course they can. After the Phoenix game, they go to Utah. Can they beat Utah? Of course they can beat Utah. Is it going to be easy? No, it's not going to be easy, but it's something that they can do. Then after Utah, I'm trying to remember who they have next in the last two, Jeff. Minnesota's the last game of that trip, Mike. And, and Portland. Uh Portland at Portland is a very tough game. Portland plays well in their own building, but – can they be? Yeah, they can be beaten. You're going to have to play well. And Minnesota, who I saw play well last night, that's the end of the trip. So you've got to 
get your mind straight so that you're not saying, I want to get out of here and go home. The trip's finally <laughs> over. you got to go in there and say, we need to grab this game. We need this last game of the road trip. Kind of like Phoenix did when they played us. They were one and four and they wanted to go home two and, you know, two and four rather than one and five at the end of that trip, which they did. This has been Basketball Gold brought to you by Betway.com. Betway, for the sport of it.